When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's been a minute, and I'm so glad that you've stopped by for this episode of the Lather Talk podcast. The guest for this episode is Jared from The Thirsty Badger. You might know The Thirsty Badger as a wet shaving blog or a place to find shaving bowls, mugs, and brush soakers. We have a great conversation with Jared and get to pick his brain a bit as both an artisan and fellow wet shaving hobbyist. Just a heads up that we did run into a few minor technical difficulties, so those of you watching the video version of this episode may notice the video going out of sync with the audio. I do apologize for that inconvenience, and thank you guys for bearing with us. And lastly, with a little housekeeping, we have two episodes left for Season 2 of Ladder Talk, and then Gerard and I will be going on a short break for the summer season. It's hard to believe that we're just about halfway through 2021, and we just really want to thank you guys for your continued support. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Now cue the theme music. Hey guys, welcome back to Lather Talk. So glad for you to tune in. I'm your host, John, aka Lather Hog. With me is my co-host, Gerard. Hey Gerard, how's it going? Hey, what's up everyone? And in our third chair today, we have a very special guest all the way from Canada. You may know him from his fantastic shaving bowls and other shaving wares. He also has a fantastic blog and a comprehensive list of uh, fragrance dupes in shave, shave soap format. None other than Thirsty Badger. Jared, th- thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Hey. So we have Jared on today as both a, um, to give us kind of some perspective as an artisan, but also as a shaving enthusiast. Jared, Jared with us in the Lather Talk Discord. Right now is a quick plug for you. The Lather Talk Discord is a great place. A little community we got uh, of wet shavers. Um, it's just another option. You might be on Facebook. You might be on Reddit. You might be in one of the forums. Um, if you like the show, if you like interacting with uh, Gerard and myself and just other kind of like-minded people, we'd love to have you join us over in the Discord. But that's that's where we talk to this guy, Jared, uh, kind of all the time about all sorts of stuff. So we're so happy to have you, Jared. Um, maybe we should just start from the beginning. So how did you how did you get into the artisan side of things as far as shaving goes? Yeah, it, it happened pretty quick. Um, I started wet shaving, I guess it would be kind of summer of 2017. Um, the, I've kind of always been into that like old school kind of like how grandpa used to do it. I, I like the tie back to the history stuff. Um, there was a guy in town that used to run, uh, like it was a mobile shave company. So you could like phone him up and he would bring you your shaved stuff to your door. And he was also offering a intro to wet shaving class. So uh, I, I went to one of his classes and I, I picked up a, an intro set and I started shaving and I was really into it. And, uh, but I didn't really know how deep the hobby went. Um, but at the time, my wife, she, she does pottery. And I said, well, can you make me a, a lather bowl? 
so I can I can build my lathers in a bowl like some of the ones I'd, I'd seen that the, the guy was selling at the time and and so she made me a couple and um, I said well I, I really like this and I kind of ended up falling into a, a Canadian shave group at the time and so I, I ended up uh, posting what I had and there was a bunch of guys that had some interest and so I said well I don't really want to sell them because I'm not I'm not sure if this is going to be something you like. So for the first kind of month or so, um, I started just trading some stuff off, right? I, the guys would send me a soap set and I would send them a lather bowl. And kind of that's how I built up my initial shaving den with a, a bunch of different shave soaps and stuff. And it's it's how I kind of learned about what would make a good lather bowl. Uh, and at the same time, I'm a web guy and uh, IT guy by trade. And so I wanted to set up a website to start blogging about my experiences with different shave products and stuff. And it, it kind of just from there kind of spun up organically where I'm like, well, you know, let, let's sell some of these lather bowls and maybe we can pay for my, my wife's pottery habit or, or hobby, however you want to say. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And, and I said, it would also give me a spot where I could start writing down my thoughts and, and share what, you know, what I'm, what I'm enjoying about the shave hobby. Uh, and as I kept getting deeper into the hobby, I found more and more stuff out. And, and that's when we started, you know, really ramping up the bowls and it, it just kind of spun up from there. That's awesome. And I think we connected originally to Jared uh, a while back on the software side of things. Would you say like as far as which part of, you know, of shaving uh, that really might, might send you down the you know, collect, collector side of things or down the rabbit hole? Um, would you say like software or like, what would you include as kind of your main draws? Um, so I'm, I'm heavy into the software side of things. Um, I'm also kind of that OCD that has to be matchy matchy. So every time I, I get a soap, I get an aftershave. So I've, I've got lots of matching sets. Um, that's kind of my passion. I, I don't get to wear fragrances to work. Um, it's, we're a kind of a scent free workplace. So it's a, it's an opportunity for me to enjoy the scent of a shave, but then not carry that as a fragrance all day. Um, it can kind of be gone by the time I've, I've commuted all the way to my office. So, um, so that's definitely where I've got the most stuff, but, uh, I also really like the history side. So I've got, you know, some vintage razors and stuff. I, I kind of went down a little bit of that rabbit hole found, but now I've kind of, I found what I really like and what works for me. Uh, and so I've kind of leveled off on, on the hardware, um, brushes. I'm kind of the same. I, I have a, an assortment, but I've kind of got a good base now of what I like and what works for me. So I haven't been adding a ton of, of brushes either. One thing too that, uh, so this is something that you, you have shared, I feel like kind of um, as you've tweaked and changed things is how you present your software. Because you know, as we just talked about, it's kind of a big part uh, as far as the your engagement with shaving. Uh, and are you okay if we share an image of your current <laughs> your, your current shave setup? I've, uh, I'm lucky that I've got um, a space in my, my shaving den that's like a whole closet that is mine to use. And so I've got it fully shelved up with several rows of soaps and aftershaves and everything is, uh, I've got some 3D printed designs that kind of hold the soaps and aftershaves so you can see them all. So it almost looks like uh, walking into a a store (laughs) uh, and you actually can see everything in front of you. Um, And part of the reason I I really like that is I'm more inclined to use it if I can see it. So I I try not to stack anything. I try to have everything Mm -hmm. where I can see the labels. And also because I I love the artwork of of the packaging side of softwares. 
But you also mentioned uh, some of the 3D printed things that are kind of, they're very practical, but also they help with that, you know, um, that shaved end setup. Can, can you share a little bit more with it? Because I know, uh, you know, that's kind of a little bit of a, of, of a passion project of yours that you've shared too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a geek that way. I've got a 3D printer. And so um, I'm not much into really like fancy looking things when it comes to 3D design, but I'm, I'm into function. So um, if I see a need, um, I, I play around and try and get something that will fill that need for, for a design. So um, as far as like my stands, I've just got a fairly rudimentary stand that you put it down and it allows you to prop the soap up on its side without it rolling around. Uh, I designed a, a 3D printed uh, street razor stand. So when you're wanting to do 3D or wanting to do your shave of the day photos, you can actually put your, your street razor on that and it, it holds it up in the right way. And uh, I built a couple of travel designs um, for k- taking your shave gear with you so that you can keep your brushes safe, uh, mm. but they can still dry out and stuff. So, so I've done a few designs that way. And um, I, I'm my thing about 3d design is i kind of want to share it with the world so on my website where i've got them to for purchase i've also got the designs available so uh, anyone that has access to a 3d printer can just download them and print them themselves for free as well what you know what led you to um, kind of create this very useful tool um, of just tracking all the many cologne dupes in, in, in the world of wet shaving. Because, uh, I mean, Jared and I have spoken that on this before, that if you're a new artist, new, you know, new soap artisan and not sure what to do with scenting, if you've never done it before, a cologne dupe is a very, like, you know, it's a known factor. It's safe and really a, a you know, a, a good place to start. So anyway, uh, enough of me talking. Why don't we talk about uh, cologne, uh, about these frag dupes, Jared? Sure. Yeah. Um, I've always really liked uh, the fragrance side of, of shaving. Um, uh, we talked about it earlier about how I, I don't get to wear fragrances to work. So it's kind of let me delve into the fragrance uh, world without actually wearing fragrances on a regular basis. So um, I find it quite cool that I can go and buy shaving soaps that uh, that smell like really high-end fragrances. The other thing, I'm, it kind of fits with my nature of like matchy-matchy where uh, I want the soap and I want the aftershave. And then I, if I buy the fragrance, I want the soap and the aftershave to match it so I can kind of carry the three forward. So, um, I, so I've always uh, sent fragrance dupes are, are big. I probably, I'd say probably half to three quarters of my shaving software is, is a dupe of some sort. Um, so what led me to start the list is I kind of was looking for that information. Uh, and I'd had a few occasions where I, I bought um, soaps and aftershaves from an online retailer. Uh, packaging looked great, scent notes sounded interesting. And then I got them home and I'm like, this smells exactly like another one that I already have. This kind of sucks when you <laughs> spend in that much money and wait you know it takes you a couple weeks to get it in and you're looking forward to it and you open it up and like yeah this i already have this so um and and it was aventus so that's probably why i'm kind of eh on aventus dupes is uh is there's so many of them um but mm-hmm. it's also sometimes people will say it's a pineapple birch scent and sometimes they'll say it, it's like you know, they'll be a little more vague. And sometimes they'll say, this is a straight up event to smelling soap. Um, and so I kind of wanted to put something together so that that didn't happen to me. And it doesn't happen to other wet shavers so that they can kind of go back and say, geez, I want to buy this. And 
do I have something that, that already matches this? Or I really like this fragrance. I'd love to have a soap that smells the same way. Uh, and so it kind of started with that and not finding what I was looking for and finding like bits and pieces and different forms. And so I just thought, I'm going to just put all this together and put it in a common spot. And I'm just going to keep updating it as I find new stuff out. Uh, and I put some tools together so that people can submit. So if someone else finds something, they can send it to me as well. And, uh, and I add it to the list and it's just kind of grown from there. And it's probably my most popular page on the website. So it's also done some good things traffic wise. Uh, but I, I just love that. It's something I can I kind of give back. I was going to say, for those wondering, on the list, I'm looking at it right now and I counted, there are 29 known Aventus dupes in wet shaving. Funny stories. I've had now a couple artisans reach out to me and, and thank me for putting the list together because they're putting together an offering and they don't know what every other artisan is doing, um, but they know they want to do a dupe, right? So mm. it's, they've, I've got a couple times where I've had artisans say like, thanks, now I know what I can, like, here's how I can find something that nobody else is doing. Um, and so I, I love that. That gives a, an opportunity to get some more cool sense into the hobby. Uh, you mentioned Aventus before. So are, are you not down with Aventus or is it more that because, because you kind of had a, a, a unknowingly bought, bought a duplicate, it kind of irked you? Uh, it's just so played out. Like everybody has an Aventus dupe. Like it's, you see it everywhere and it's, it's, it's a weird scent to me because it's a nice scent, but it's also, it smells different even from Creed themselves. You can get three different batches of Aventus and they all smell different. It's like, this is crazy, but it's super popular. It's, I think every artisan that sells it would tell you it's top one, two or three of their, their offering for sales. So it sells, it makes sense why they're doing it. But uh, I just always cringe when I see like, hey, I'm doing another Aventus dupe. Yay. <laughs> I, I like seeing when people bring something well, I, I into the space. So, yeah. Right. I asked the previous question just in case you had to answer. Like, do you have a favorite uh, Aventus dupe? Just because, like, like you know, like you said, there's so much variation with it. Um, whether it's like who's supplying the fragrance oil versus someone taking a stab at it themselves, trying to recreate that. Uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, I wouldn't say I have a favorite, but I have one in my collection. I, I've, I've got uh, Razor Rock Emperor, which okay. um, I find it's it's that brighter, more pineapple side of things. Um, but I've used, I, I think I've used six or seven different kinds that have kind of floated their way across my den. And they all kind of, they, they give you the same vibe. And um, I don't, I don't know, I haven't found a difference enough that like, oh, I need to buy it in this base. It's like, I've, I've got one, it scratches that itch and, and that's all I need. Uh, same question to you, Gerard. Do you have a, do you have a favorite Aventus dupe of the ones you of ones you've tried? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually I don't have a shaving soap uh, uh, dupe anymore. Um, I had Executive Man. Um, I, I gave it to my brother, um, and uh, I have or I used it already. But I had a couple of bars of of Executive Man, the bar soap. So. Mm. and and it's nice it's ple- i mean you know we we had talked about it um a few podcasts ago with, with scott you know like i think he you know he said if someone's new to your company um you know what is the thing you would recommend the most and he's just like sell out you know <laughs> which is uh Aventus do because it's <laughs> just so it's like just so safe it's uh, i think uh, scott mentioned it as being non-offensive 
Yeah. You know, and, and which is a big reason, right? You know, uh, um, besides the fact that it's a very, very popular niche perfume and, and whatnot. But I also, I mean, it, it's kind of sad to say that, you know, wet shaving has almost just cheapened it, in, you know, in a <laughs> sense. Yeah, because mm. you had meant, you know, Jared, you had ma- mentioned like Razor Rock Emperor. I think a tub of that is like seven ninety nine American. <laughs> you know, it, it's like it's so cheap and and inexpensive. So, but yeah, um, yeah, that, that's that's probably it. Like, I mean, I'll probably you know get it again because I do enjoy it. You know, uh, as far as in the shower goes and, and whatnot. So, but I just have so much other stuff that I don't imagine myself you know using it as a shape soap um anytime soon mm. well I, I will also vouch for sellout from decoration grooming um I, I i do quite enjoy the scent myself uh and have had like you guys were saying various either samples or have owned a few different ones i, I would say sell is one of one of my favorite uh and then is it um the shaving shop and club, uh, Peter Tarkalis, he has um, a, a variation on it. So uh, there's so many different terms, right? For uh, inspired by, you know, inspired by, or um, I mean, no one ever says it's a, you know, this is a dupe of this, but I, I, I'm blanking on other, other oh, you know, homage. verbiage. The, yeah. the homage, homage. Or yeah. uh, their take yes. on, yeah. We had quite an arousing discussion about the words <laughs> take on something when, the, when yeah, it came to the, take on the Discord channel. Yeah. And that's it's, true, a, that's it's true. always an interesting yeah. discussion when we get into fragrance dupes is about um, pe- companies that are doing original fragrances versus the ones that are doing dupes and, you know, what's the difference. And, um, you know, it, uh, certain people feel a certain way about dupes that they're kind of less than. Uh, and then there's people that are kind of on the side of, I love dupes, um, cause I'm, they're consistent and I, I know what I'm getting. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of have my thoughts on that. Like I, I know, um, I think soap makers, uh, sometimes will go down the lane of, uh, if it's, I, I want to just purely do my own sense and I don't want to do fragrance dupes and, and that's okay. It's just fragrancing is really hard. And I would never look down on an artisan that pulls, you know, pulls a fragrance dupe off the shelf and, and does that in their scent because they're really good at making soap, right? So that they, they bring a lot to the table. And if they're struggling to make a fragrance uh, on their own, uh, I don't think that should exclude them from, from bringing an awesome product to the market. So, um, and likewise, there's a lot of uh, fragrance makers that make great fragrances and couldn't make a soap to save their life. And so they have to partner with someone to make the soap for them. So uh, I kind of like as a customer, I just want something that, you know, looks good, performs well, smells nice, all those things. And, you know, uh, if if an artist is doing part of it, and not both of it, I, I can I can get down with that. Um, and in the rare occasion, you find a, a soap maker that does both really well. Um that's cool too. Like I, I, I'm down with those companies and, uh, and I like that they bring something original to the, to the hobby. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a lively topic of, of uh, debate discussion, uh, as you mentioned, and it's safe, you know, I, just starting off this part of the conversation, it's, it's a known commodity. And I agree with you, Jared, in that um, it shouldn't be poo-pooed because <laughs> if you just want to try to say, if you're more into, um, the actual soap base itself, that you and, and you know less so about the fragrance. That is something that you already know 
what to um, what to expect, and just the fact that um, doing original fragrances, uh, I mean, you more power to all the artisans uh, you know, learning that craft. It's a whole other set, you know, skill set, and it's really, really subjective. Yeah, and it's the other thing about fragrance dupes that I kind of go back to is that being safe is there's not a lot of spots you can go that brick and mortar you can walk in and pick up a real nice artisan shave soap and, and smell it and know what it's going to smell like you're kind of flying blind uh on scents so when it comes to uh fragrance dupes there's a kind of a reference point right so you you either know that it's like well this is i like this house i've i've got a you know i've got a couple of creed fragrances already in my collection so i know what kind of quality they bring for scent wise so it's these soaps mm-hmm. will be a safe buy for me um or it's, it's just you can go down to uh your local fragrance store that there's a lot more of and you can get a sample of many different kinds of fragrances and say oh i like this fragrance i'll buy a soap that matches that so um you just don't get the opportunity to walk into a brick and mortar and smell a soap uh like you can a fragrance Right, right. The the whole the blind buy aspect, right, of of, of making these purchases. It, it it is really such a shame that, um, it, and and I, I understand from the business standpoint to actually have a brick and mortar shop. I mean, I think just the fact that we have um, a number of online vendors to choose from. That's at least it's like a small constellation. But um, what, what's your feeling on samples, Jared? Uh, when I first started uh, into the hobby, I was all about the samples. I had a tub of samples and I had a, a collection of like, here's how I'm going to put labels on all my samples. And I've kind of gone away from that. Um, now I, hmm. I try to not have more than like two or three samples on hand at any time. Um, just because I don't think, I don't think you uh, sample necessarily shows the product in the best light at times, uh, especially if it's sat around for a while. So if you don't, if someone hmm. sends you a sample and it's, you know, fresh out of a tub or something and you use it in the first week, you're going to get a pretty close experience. But if you haven't touched that sample and it's sat in your back of your closet with a bunch of other samples for a month, you can start to get scent contamination. The sample can dry out a little bit. Uh, so your performance is different. So mm-hmm. I just, I was huge into it for a while. And now I'm kind of, if someone offers to send me a sample, unless it's something I really want and I'm, I'm, going to try it as soon as i get it i I kind of politely decline say you know thanks for the offer i love it um i I love the offer but uh i i just i can't take them because i can't you know get through them all and i think it's a little bit disrespectful when you take a bunch of samples from someone and then you don't actually use them right away so uh yeah i'm not i'm not huge on samples having said that if anyone ever asks me to have a sample of my soap (laughs) have at her i'm I'm more than happy to give someone i have enough soap (laughs) I have a stupid amount of samples that have gone unused, like like Jared said, and it's not even con- contaminated. They are yeah. all in the jacuzzi, the little the little basket together right now, and yeah, they they are they're probably all just turning into just like this bad mixture of seven layer bean dip that's just becoming slop. I, I'm and I'm positive right now that. With that said, um, when I decide that I actually, you know, like want to use a sample, no, it's it's really, it, it's nice, um, you know, and in terms of what I've been doing like lately, I've been committing on using um, a soap a week, right, rather than just changing it up every day because I want to actually go through the products that I have 
um, full tub wise at least. Mm -hmm. So that kind of um, stops the samples uh, because you know if I wanna shave with something else on the weekends, um, then I can do so. But that's probably what I need to do is commit myself to just going through those samples every weekend or so, you know, uh, yeah. and whatnot. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, I think that I, I don't see the point in just like hoarding samples. Like if you get it, you should probably use it right away just so that you can, you know, confirm with yourself, do I want to buy a tub of this or not? Yeah. I had a, I have a, a great sample story is I got a sample yeah. of Panda, um, which is a zoologist, zoologist and, and, and face. Yeah. And uh, I got a sample of this and I, I didn't use it right away. And I put it in with a, 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 my sample drawer. And then when I went to pull out another sample of something that I really had been waiting to try, it smelled like panda and so then I grabbed another sample and it smelled like panda and I grabbed another sample and it smelled like panda everything <laughs> in my drawer smelled like panda uh, and so it was kind of that day that it said yeah I'm not I'm not gonna do the sample thing anymore unless it's it comes in and I'm gonna use it within the week I get it John did this to me <laughs> like probably over a year ago um, he sent me a sample of Barrister and Man's Amazel Nut and I think he sent it with three other samples and all of them smelled like a maze on that. <laughs> so. Oh no. <laughs> that, well, at that's least a strong it, soap, it, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> at least with a maze nut, the name kind of describes what it is. So if you like tried all those samples and said, Oh, I like this scent. I, you know, which one it is. I've had a, a, another artisan that sent me a bunch of samples and one of the samples I loved but I didn't know which scent, like which sample matched the scent that I love because they all kind of smelled like oh. that. So, oh, no. so I ended up having to like try yeah. multiple soaps to try and pinpoint the one that was the scent that I really liked. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does, I don't know. This coming to light makes me second guess like how, to, how you ship them. Cause I know, um, when I used to buy more samples, especially like, like Maggard's has like the, in the little plastic, obviously that, yeah. that does a better job, right? It's, it's keeping everything separate. It can still get old if I never get to it. So whatever. But um, <laughs> for, for folks at home, try to keep and, and you do buy those little tubs, keep them or, you know, in Amazon, you can, you can buy uh, or, or whatever your local store is. I don't know, local container store. You, you might be able to get uh, those little, little uh, containers. Uh, it's easy to ship to. I feel like it protects everything a little bit better, but yeah, cross contamination. <laughs> That's who knew. Who knew? Well, when it comes to any of those samples, um, the one you know, the ones that you talk about from Agards and the the little contact lens case. I don't know, uh, whatever you want to call. Yeah, those. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> um, I use the whole thing when I'm going to lather it. I don't, you know, I just scoop the whole freaking thing and just like overload it. Uh, my brush, what, whatever I'm going to bother with. So, um, and that's probably what I would encourage people to do. Don't like, don't be stingy and just like take half of that, you know, <laughs> 10 gram, you know, whatever, you know, blob, you know, use the whole even, thing. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, cause people are just like, well, I don't know if I'm, maybe I want to use it. Like, I'll use the whole thing. Cause you're, you're, you know, uh, 
your ladder is probably just going to be garbage if you use half of it anyway. It's not going to be loaded properly. Well, so, w- with the exception of Sterling, don't do that with Sterling samples. That doesn't, no, Sterling doesn't have samples. That's for, <laughs> it's quarter pucks. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, a 20, it's a 20% puck of, a, of their pucks. So, yeah, we can't talk samples without mentioning Sterling because they have by far the best sample game out there. It's, I, I love their samples because you get a full, it's, it's a one ounce, pretty much a one ounce thing of soap. Yeah, like 20% of what, because their normal soaps are 5.7, 5.8 ounces. Yeah. Like yeah. that. So, oh, yeah. They are, they are the exception and not the rule, though, in, yeah. in general. Uh, we talked a lot, a lot about fragrances, but as far as soap bases, Jared, is that something, like, like do, you, do you primarily focus on the fragrance side of things or would you say um when there's like a new soap uh, so based version or something that there's that the community is um you know like kind of there's a lot of buzz on uh does that really does that draw you in at all um i don't chase the base anymore um i i was big into that when i first started but i've found that i can get a good shave with almost any kind of soap um i, I won't say all soaps because some some are definitely different um, and you, you won't get a great shave, but mm-hmm. the majority of the ones that I spend money on are from like reputable artisans and stuff. You're going to get a good, good performing soap. Um, I do like to talk about uh, everybody, you know, the me- common metrics people talk about is the slickness and the cushion and the post shave. For me, one of the important things when I talk about a, a, a base is how easy it is to work with. Um, Cause I think a lot of these new mm. uh, bases are, are a little trickier to dial in to try and get that water content at the right amount. And um, so I've, I, I also like to really talk about that, um, uh, how easy it is to get a good lather uh, with the soap. So um, yeah, that's some of the things I talk about, but as far as um, chasing the newest base, I, I'm, I don't get as hyped up as, as some people do. And, and if they want to, you know, chase the base, that's great. There's, there's, there's something in this hobby for everyone. The artisans thank those of you who chase the base every single time. But, and it, it's funny too, like as these new bases have come out um, and I've used them and learned how to work with them, it's made me appreciate some of the other bases that were before it a little bit more like Sterling, I think is a great example where um I didn't think it was an elite base or, or, you know, top performing base. And, and then now that I've used a bunch of these newer bases where you have to push more water into it and I go back and use Sterling again, it's like, Oh, I, I was just not hydrating Sterling well enough to, to really know how to get the most <laughs> out of it. And so I, I'm finding that like, I'm appreciating other soaps differently than before. And as I've, you know, used more things, I appreciate this stuff I have. And uh, you know, that's just how experience kind of changes you. So. Yeah, st- uh, having used uh, Sterling, I-, I picked up Campania recently, uh, and I'll use it intermittently. But, you know, I don't know if monthly, maybe every month and a half or so, I'll, I'll it'll wind up in the rotation. And I- I'm just, you know, I'm always just blown away each time. Uh, and and I'll, b- besides the samples, I'll I'll always kind of stick to that. More than chasing the base these days, I chase the artisan. I like to find the diamond in the rough, the new artisan that's coming along um, that nobody's heard about. So that's kind of the thrill of the hunt for me is when I can find uh, a new artisan nobody knows about. Uh, I love that. Uh, or I love just, 
you know, finding products that people aren't appreciating because they haven't heard enough about and they, they deserve a little mm. bit more hype and recognition. So uh, I, I really, you know, that, that really gets me going is when I can find something like that. Uh, and as a Canadian, I, I kind of feel like I need to, you know, hold the, the Canadian artisans up a little bit and, and make sure, sure. that uh, other markets know about them because, you know, there's some awesome Canadian artisans doing some really cool stuff too. So uh, I, I there, that's the one base I'll, I'll chase is that when a Canadian artisan brings out a new base, I'm, I'm all down. I'm picking it up as soon as I can. I want to try it and see what it is because I think it's an opportunity for me to try and, you know, spread the, the love of those products down to the States. So who uh who would be like if you could name like you know, like two or three artisans canadian or otherwise that are kind of under the radar uh who, who would you include in that list under the radar um well mcduff was but they're they're gaining traction big time of late um they've done a bunch of improvements and stuff so more and more people are hearing about them um Highland Springs was kind of the best kept, kept secret in the country. And, and <laughs> that, I think that's changed quite a bit. I think a lot of people are using them now. Um, like grandpa uh, out of Edmonton, um, he's, he doesn't fit with your typical uh, enthusiast shave. Uh, so kind of feel because he, his scents are all fairly straightforward. Like he has a, a sandalwood scent and he has an orange scent and a spearmint uh-huh. scent. So he doesn't have a okay. lot of scent things going on. And his base is fairly straightforward. It'd be kind of like a, a Martin DeCandra, like it's a fairly straightforward base. But um, okay. uh, his aftershaves, he he recently brought them out, and I think they're fantastic. And because they're straightforward in their notes, you can use any soap, and it's like, okay, I want a pair of sandalwood aftershave with it because how many soaps have sandalwood as a note? So it allows you to you know pick up five different aftershaves that perform really well and and then you can pair them with you know 50 soaps uh so i, I really like what he's doing uh, but i'm also friends with with ken um he's an awesome dude so um i, I like spreading the love of uh, light crap up when i can um who else would be <laughs> out there uh true north shaving is another one that not a lot of people know about they've got a kind of a unique couple of unique scents um they've got a bubblegum soap which is kind of fun um, so they'd be one uh, First Canadian people are starting to hear about them quite a bit. So, so they're, they've got a fantastic base. I think their base is, you know, it, it sits up there with any of the, the elite bases and it's super easy to use. So I love that the words getting out about them too. So yeah, those are kind of the ones that jump out at me at the top of my head. Well, Jared, as we're wrapping things up uh, for the episode, I'd love to hear any predictions you have for the, uh, just, you know, for the coming year into, into 2022, where do you see, yeah, some areas of wet shaving going. Ooh, everybody is going to buy a lather bowl, probably two. <laughs> no, I, 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 <laughs> I, I'm not sure. You know, the, the, uh, the, the bases have gotten, they've done so much with them. I don't know how much more they can do with the bases, but then mm-hmm. a year ago, I'd have said the same thing and we've, we've seen what they've done. <laughs> I think right. you're starting to see more, artisans kind of go down the road of like professional packaging and things like that Mm. Uh, you're starting to see some of the artisans get more penetration into other markets so i think you're going to see that's going to be a big thing is is more um more expansion uh and more professional Mm. packaging things like that Uh, i think the other thing that that new blackland razor might be a bit of a game changer in in uh 3d printing um 3d design um, how CNC mm. is becoming more affordable. I think 
you're going to potentially see some really cool things down the road. Hardware wise, um, just some, some smart people are going to do some really cool things. So, yeah. I do like those. I like the sound of that. So, uh, Jared, can you remind folks, and of course we'll have all these in the show notes, but where can people find you? Uh, feel free to plug anything, any drops come, you know, coming down the pipeline. Sure. Uh, you can find my website at thirstybadger.ca. Um, I'm also on Instagram at thirstybadger.ca, um, uh, other social feeds and all that stuff. Just hop on the website, go down to the bottom. You'll catch all my, my links there. Um, don't have any stock at the moment, but that's going to be changing real quick. I plan to have another drop here coming shortly. Best way to be notified is to sign up for the, the drop list on the website. Um, no marketing material, just a message when we we're about to do a drop. Um, last one we had was super popular. So um, I'm, if it goes the same, they'll go fast. Um, we're doing a new product this time. We're doing uh, lather bowls, but we're also doing some brush soakers is something new. So for the, those folks that, uh, that don't like lather bowls and don't like fancy cereal bowls, uh, we, we've got brush soakers for them this time. Nice. Brush plates. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That sounds great. Gerard, some questions to you. Any, any uh, you know, upcoming releases or tidbits you'd like to plug? Um, no, not at this time. Uh, I will definitely give my thoughts on the Pokeball as it, uh, as it makes its <laughs> arrival. So you can get my thoughts on that. I'm going to let you know, I already dig it. So, you I mean, I think when it just, and, and this is something we should have talked about, um, you know, earlier, but just when it comes to design and just how thoughtful, you know, um, Jared, your bowls are, you know, uh, I think people, you know, like you have the thumb hole, like, you know, just so that, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't slip out of your hand. Um, it's very low profile so that the the handle itself doesn't scrape against the rim of the, uh, of the bowl itself, um, as opposed to like other higher bowls and stuff like that. Very wide also so that you can, you know, get good surface area and good coverage. Like those are just things that, you know, I always wanted ownable and it's nice to see um, someone as a hobbyist take those things and and put this you know really beautiful artisan product out there so um, yeah I mean check them out uh, there, there's my there's my there's my plug for you okay <laughs> Well, thank you very much. We, we, uh, we always appreciate feedback, negative or positive. And so it's, it's good to be able to pass on some, some positive feedback too. And uh, yeah, yeah, we love hearing what people, how they like using their stuff and, and what works for them, what doesn't. And so that's kind of how we've adjusted our designs as we've gone is stuff I like using stuff other people have mentioned would make it better for them. And we've kind of taken those and put our spin on them. And that's where we got to where we are today. Very awesome. Uh, and Jared, thank you for kind of uh, giving some personal experience and details with the bowls from, from Jared. And yeah, so again, all the information will be in the show notes. Jared, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your weekend to speak with me and Gerard. It was a pleasure to have you on. Thanks. Anytime. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lather Talk. You can find all the links for the Thirsty Badger, Gerard, and myself in the show notes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can help us out in two ways. First, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, consider leaving us a five-star review. Second, if you're watching us over on YouTube, we'd love it if you hit that like button and consider subscribing to the channel so you won't miss future episodes. Thank you guys again, and we hope to see you next episode.